Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. I'm Sarah King, and this is the Out and About podcast, where we talk about where to go and what to see and where to eat and all the fun things to do in the Triangle. My guest today is Caroline Morrison. She is the owner and chef of Fiction Kitchen in downtown Raleigh, and it's a vegan restaurant, which is super unique. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Me too. (laughs) Um, So let's just talk about vegan food. A lot of people who are who love meat are afraid of the word vegan. And do you, do you do you worry that that keeps people away from your restaurant? Well, I would say in our history, I think we've only had like a handful of people actually get up and leave when they realize it's a vegan restaurant. Oh, really? It's been not that much. Yeah. I mean, we will have some people who come with other people who are like, nah, nah, I'm not going to eat anything. And I'm like, what, you don't eat vegetables? Yeah, right? (laughs) So so let me ask you about vegan, just in case someone out there doesn't know what vegan means. Mm -hmm. Tell us, talk about vegan cuisine. Okay. A vegan cuisine or vegan diet is basically not eating any animal or animal byproducts. So usually that includes honey, eggs, dairy, and any meat products. Are you a vegan? I I am vegan at home, and I am vegan in my restaurant. But if we go out, I try to be as vegan as possible, but I don't follow it strictly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a pescatarian myself, but I love vegan food. Yeah. I love it for numerous reasons. One, because I have a dairy uh, allergy. And so I love going to your restaurant because I can order anything on your menu. You don't have to tell anybody about my business, and it's the best. Yeah. And I noticed that you have a lot of, uh, on your menu, I just will get to the menu in a minute, but you do have a lot of um, restrictions that are labeled. We do. Um, We found that within even the vegan diet, um, there, well, I would say any diets, a lot of allergies have started to come out. Yeah. Such as soy allergy, nut allergies, everything's really important. Um, And we want anyone who has an allergy, such as dairy, to feel like that they can come and have a lovely meal. Just because you have an allergy or or a dietary restriction does not mean that you cannot enjoy a beautifully made meal. I agree. Out. Yeah. So let's talk about your menu. Describe your menu. Our menu is based on offerings uh, with North Carolina produce. And we also highlight um, some meat alternatives that are actually made out of Morrisville, um, as well as making some ourselves. But most of it is based on the produce offerings around. Um, most of it is Southern inspired, I'll say. And then there's a smattering of Asian Indian cuisine as well as, well as uh, Latino cuisine as well. I love going to your restaurant, like I said earlier, because I can order whatever I want. And you have a lot of vegan cheeses yep. on your menu, mm-hmm. which some people are like, how is that even possible? <laughs> so talk about your vegan cheeses. How do you make them? Have you ever had fooled someone completely by giving them a vegan cheese and them not even noticing? No, I wouldn't say the vegan cheeses are, are, are that comparable yet. But I will say they um, we have some that melt. We have some that are gooey. We have some that are harder cheeses. And so um, when you're making a vegan cheese, it can be made 
a couple of different ways. So some of them are cashew based uh-huh. and some of them we use like potato starch as like the oh, binder. Oh, cool. And then if you use a potato starch then someone with a nut allergy can have it and the potato kind of sucks up the flavor. Uh-huh. And basically you just need to add a lot of flavor to it. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So you do, I'm assuming because you work with uh, vegetables mm-hmm. from North Carolina mm-hmm. that you work seasonally. What are you most excited about on your menu Right now in August of 2023, in case people listen to this later. Yes. Well, right now we were focusing on last week we did a watermelon dish, which we actually baked the watermelon, which changes the texture completely. Interesting. And uh, we served that as sort of like a tuna steak. So we marinated and baked the watermelon and then we grilled it to order and served that with a coconut Carolina gold rice and a corn fresh salad, which was incredibly delicious. Wow. So what did you marinate it in? We did a combination of coconut aminos, ginger, uh, chickpea miso. Um, you just... have to be so creative to be a vegan chef. <laughs> so do you have like an arsenal? Like, I'm, I mean, how many years have you been doing this? So Fiction's been open 10 plus years now. Um, and I graduated from culinary school five years before we opened Fiction, but was cooking for many years prior to that. Okay, well, let's jump into your history after we take a break. Sure. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. We're talking to Caroline Morrison, the chef and owner of Fiction Kitchen. And you went to culinary school. Where did you go to culinary school? Wake Tech Community College. Oh, what's the name of the restaurant? I still want to go there. <laughs> Flavors. Yeah, that's yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've heard. That's a story for another day. But yeah. um, were you a meat eater when you were in culinary school? No, I was not. So you've always been vegetarian. Um, well, or at least. Yeah. Vegan. So going to culinary school was a second career for me. Although cooking was always a joy, and my first job was actually at Chick-fil-A. Nice. South Square Mall in Durham. (laughs) It doesn't exist anymore. So I've always been in the food industry, but when I was younger, no one told me I could be a chef. Right. (laughs) The, The Food Network did not exist. I'm 47 now, and we did not see that as a career. As told, I was told I had to go to four-year college, you know, not a technical school. So I actually have a social work degree from Meredith College. Well, you know, isn't that kind of helpful in the restaurant industry? Oh, my gosh. I have relied on that so much. I bet. From being um, from being an employer as well as uh, resolution, con- conflict resolution. Um, yeah, it's it, I've pulled on that uh, degree in many different ways. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Um I've known you for a few years now, yep. and you one time told me you often, you always seem to have barbecue on your menu, correct? Yes. Tell me how you knew you got your recipe right for barbecue, because you told me this story once before, and I love this story. Um, well, I was trying, so I'm from eastern North Carolina. What and, town? Uh, run, well, we moved every four years, but my family is really from Halifax County, Running okay. Rapids. Okay. And so I grew up going to pig pickings, and when I became vegetarian, um, 
I just didn't want to dig on the pig anymore, you know. Yeah, but I feel it, it didn't mean that I didn't like it, that I didn't like the taste or the texture. And so I was missing that. So I just started I started trying to smoke every meat alternative I could <laughs> with different blends of wood and uh, just started experimenting. And finally, when I felt like I got it right, you know, I served it to my family. I served it to my partner. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I have it right. And their <sighs> their, their minds were blown. And um, so, yeah, we've had the barbecue on the menu since we opened. And we were doing pop-ups um, before we opened. And we did a pop-up at Big Boss, which unfortunately isn't isn't there anymore things change but pandemic changed everything right but uh so someone actually uh didn't realize it was vegan barbecue and asked where the pig came from oh wow like which farm oh my god did your heart like burst with pride (laughs) you're like yes this is vegan it's actually made out of vegetables yes that's awesome Uh all right well i know you have some really big news Mm -hmm. Uh, i saw an instagram post about it yesterday and we're gonna get to that big news we're gonna take another short break real quick Uh, So sit tight and we'll talk about the future of Fiction Kitchen. Yes. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, big things are happening for you. You've been in your Dawson Street location now for you said ten years. Ten years. And now you're getting ready to move. Yes. We found this location when we were writing the business plan and a friend of mine who owned the borough, Liz, knew we were trying to write a business plan and knew this little location existed. And it was on the corner of the warehouse district and nothing was really there right then. Mm -hmm. And so we pounced on that and uh, created that small space with the help of a Kickstarter and were able to pull together a restaurant on a shoestring budget we were more successful than I ever thought we would be. And then COVID hit and we started realizing that we, in order to keep the dream of fiction kitchen alive, we really needed a couple of things. Uh, One was outdoor dining. Yeah. And I could not foresee anyone sitting on Dawson street right there in that one way street. It's a pretty busy street. Yeah. (laughs) And constantly seeing people go the wrong way. (laughs) It was um, impossible for us to have any outdoor dining there. And yeah. then our other uh, constraint is, is is our refrigeration. Being produce-driven, we only have a three-door reach-in. Um, and Are you it, serious? Yes. We've been doing this for years. with a three On a three-door do- so three reach-in, explain <laughs> that for people who don't know restaurants speak. So a lot of restaurants have what we call a walk-in cooler where you have space and you can have ba- buying power where you can buy cases. Yeah, and it's like a room. It's like a room. Yeah. Like the uh, like the size of what we're in right yeah, like now. Yeah, like a five-by-five five space. Yeah. 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 And what we have is like three refrigerators that are like the size of the refrigerator in your home. That is 
blows my mind. So do you find yourself running out of dishes often because you just simply don't have the space to store it? Well, that's why we don't do lunch. And people have often asked why we don't do lunch because we're there prepping during the day. If we get in a case of vegetables from Happy Dirt or a local farmer, we have to go ahead and break down those vegetables That makes sense. Yeah, so you can let, use less space. Yeah, so by the end of the night, we open those doors and there's nothing in, in them. And we I just have to shocked. start all over the next day. Wow, but at least it means that your food is insanely fresh. Right, yes. Which is great. So you need a bigger space. And so what's going to happen in the future now? Where are you headed? So we started looking for spaces, knowing that our lease was coming to an end um, after this COVID, knowing we had to diversify within ourselves to continue our dream. And we found um, a location at Gateway Plaza. Oh, that's an up and coming plaza. Used to be the best thrift store in town. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I used I've to get made, all my clothes I was just there. Talking about that, like last week, the American Way. <laughs> yes. rest in peace. Rest in peace. Oh American my god, way. all my furniture was from there. Yep. All my clothing was from there. Yep. Okay, but now it's got like, um, it's got Union Bread. Uh-huh. It's got uh, a new ramen place over there. Miso ramen. Miso ramen craft habits over there. It's a really up and coming place. Mordecai Beverage, Fine Folk. Yes, um, and they're all independently, locally oh, cool. owned spaces. So we felt like we would fit in really well there. There's a parking lot. Huge parking lot. Huge parking lot. Raleigh Founded is there, which, so that's a workspace area. So there's people working there during the day. And it's not, it's not that far from our current location. Um, and it has easy access to the highway. So we kind of jumped on that quickly. Yeah. Our lease is over the end of November. We are waiting to start construction till we're f- fully funded. So smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've ran into some obstacles with that because of COVID, but North State Bank uh, hopefully is coming through for that, and hopefully we'll be closing on that loan and starting construction in the next week or two. Wow. Well, that's just super exciting. So you're going to have outdoor seating. We're going to have outdoor seating, a parking lot, a big, big, huge, giant refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have, we've created what I call a double-sided line so we can have prep going on while we're open. Um, so that way we can increase our hours and increase our reach. Oh, awesome. And hopefully offer a couple of new menu items with new equipment that people haven't seen it fiction yet i have to say i'm also really excited for lunch i'm really excited to go because i mean i leave here and go get lunch all the time and if i knew you like you're not far from downtown at all no yeah so if you don't know where gateway plaza is it is just off capitol boulevard behind the greyhound station on crabtree boulevard and capitol correct yeah it's a really fun little you're gonna fit in perfect it's it's got this very artsy independent vibe it's gonna be great and so what we're doing until then, we're trying to do a dinner once a month on a Sunday night mm-hmm. um, just to use our space till we're out of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. When are you going to be closing um, the doors? So it looks like uh, our lease is over at the end of November. So I think we have to be out then. Um, the Berkeley just announced they've rented our space. Oh, interesting. So the Berkeley Cafe is this institution that's been on more square yep. forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there was some controversy about what's going to happen with that building. Uh, I think a high rise is going in there. So um, the people who own that gave the Berkeley a little bit of time to find a new space. I'm excited that someone like the Berkeley is taking over. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It's just going to be a great fit. I'm excited for Raleigh that the Berkeley is sticking around and finding a place. Yeah, Berkeley is a music venue. They've been around forever. I've seen bluegrass there. I've seen rock there. I've seen Mexican wrestling there. <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff there. But they also had food, so that, yes. that's really exciting. Yes. 
uh, this month, August 27th, we're doing a tomato dinner. Okay. And then so uh, we'll probably do a dinner once Sunday a month. So keep looking out for that announcement for September. We're okay. almost so- sold out for the August okay. dinner already. Um, but you're not closing your regular business hours or are you? Um, no, we will not be closing until we're out of there. Until okay. The end of November. So our regular business hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 4.30, last seating at 9 p.m. Okay. 4.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Okay. And we do take reservations and we also do online ordering via our website. Yeah. And you can, yeah, you've got a whole situation in the front where you just pump out deliveries now or take out. Yeah. And that also has been new. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't do, de- we didn't do takeout until COVID. Yeah. Well, and everyone then, had to shift. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a dinner from you during COVID and it was honestly the best dinner I had from a takeout place. Oh, thank you it so much. It was so good. I love your restaurant. So if you know someone who's vegan or maybe you're vegan curious yep. or if you just like vegetables, I mean, you're in the South. We have the best vegetables ever down here. And here at our restaurant, they're not an afterthought. Yeah, there are forethought. There were forethought. Yeah. And that was really important to me because uh, growing up, whenever I went somewhere and had a vegetable plate, yeah. it was sad. Some, it was sad. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like a salad. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for your time today. And thank you. Um, good luck. You've got a lot going on. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We're going to make it work. Caroline Morrison at the Fiction Kitchen. Go visit her. Get your fill of delicious front of mind vegetables. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Thanks right. for coming in. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.